and welcome to the Bright Blue Dot podcast. I'm Thomas Jelly, and today I'm pleased to introduce Vicky Evans, the Head of Sustainability at Cambridge University Press and Assessment. Vicky, hello and a very warm welcome. Hi, Thomas. Good to be with you today. Thanks a lot for joining me. To start off with, a little bit about your role. So I'm Head of Sustainability for Cambridge University Press and Assessment, and that means it's my responsibility to support the organisation to embed more sustainable practice across all aspects of its operations. For us, that means looking at aspects of environmental performance, also looking at our social performance, so supporting our legal and business affairs teams around um, ethics and compliance issues and working closely with our equality, diversity and inclusion teams. Thanks, Vicky. Now, we first worked together in spring and summer of 2022, and at that time you were doing the stock take of where you were at and your future sense of direction where you wanted to get to. Fast forward a few months in early 2023, you started doing some desk-based research and conducting internal focus groups to help you get into materiality, the most important sustainability issues for you at Cambridge. And that was something of a turning point, I think. Can we start off by rewinding the clock back to the beginning of 2023? So early 2023, we've done an awful lot of work across the organisation to get to speed with carbon accounting. Essentially, that was such a new thing for the organisation in terms of really understanding its carbon footprint. And as anyone who has tried to tackle greenhouse gas protocol and carbon accounting knows, it's a really, really complex exercise. So that had taken a lot of our focus and attention just to get the data and the right capabilities that we needed across our large global organization to understand what our footprint looked like. In the beginning of 2023, we had a really established team who are now focusing on that. And we were aware that there were other sustainability issues that we wanted to focus on. We had a lot of passionate colleagues who were really interested in lots of different aspects of social equity and environmental performance and ethics. And we were feeling like we we just needed to to bring some clarity and consistency to, to what we wanted to focus on so that we were able to have the kind of impact that we wanted to have as an organization. So we, we knew that we needed to go through an exercise that was going to help us really understand what was important for us and what our stakeholders' expectations of us were as Cambridge, as, as part of the University of Cambridge, as an, an assessing education and publishing body, what did sustainability need to mean for us? So, Vicky, there's really quite a lot in there. There are questions of <laughs> materiality, questions of focus, questions of satisfying internal and external stakeholders. How did you think you might reach a point where you could say with confidence, okay, these are the five, maybe half a dozen most material issues for Cambridge. What did that process look like to you at that time? We started off with desk-based research, a very normal place for most people to be starting, looking to what our peers are doing, what's going on within our sector, working with a range of other sustainability professionals, getting advice on what issues they were focusing on across their organisation and supply chain. It quite quickly became apparent to us that we are in quite a niche position in terms of who we are and what we do 
and our networks and our stakeholders, we don't fit into most sort of sector definitions of sort of relevant material issues or align particularly with any one set of frameworks. So we knew we were going to have to think laterally. The only way that we were really going to draw out what was important to us and where we could have impact was by talking really extensively to our colleagues, but also by talking to our stakeholders, so the people that we work with to create our products, our supply chain, and also our wider network of academic and educational contacts. I think that point you make about not having a a business that is categorised very neatly into predetermined boxes really resonates with me. I remember working with you throughout the summer, we came to a point where we (laughs) came up with guiding principles. And looking back at that time, it was very clear that we really had to do four things. Let's test for alignment on the material issues that you had identified internally through focus groups. But you also needed to continue to engage your colleagues to increase their familiarity and fluency with material sustainability issues and really develop their buy-in and sponsorship for the work that you are championing. At the same time, of course, you're really keen to gather external insights on how other leading organizations are engaging on sustainability. And lastly, You've been a member of the UN Global Compact for some time now, and so it was important to you to explore the potential for increased stakeholder collaboration consistent with the approach laid out in the UNGC. So that sort of horizontal approach is something that we explored quite a lot over the summer. And then, of course, came the crunch point in September when we delivered those wonderful two half-day consultations with your stakeholders one with a focus on environmental and supply chain matters, the other on social and diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging matters. In all, I think we had some 80 internal and external stakeholders over a couple of days. And the overarching aim was to enable better, more targeted strategy development for you and then easier deployment over the next five, six years owing to a wider, deeper sense of understanding and collaboration among your stakeholders. With a little bit of hindsight, can I put you back on the spot and ask you, Vicky, by the time we got to those consultations in September, how did you feel about the materiality and stakeholder engagement journey so far? I was taken aback by how engaged our colleagues were in curating and creating that experience for stakeholders. So it was a lot of work to bring together all the preparation materials to really make sure that everybody who was in the room, whether a senior leader or somebody who's working deep in our supply chain or part of our product development team, really understood what was going on across our sustainability work and that it was representative of their activities and our strategy. That in itself was just a, a really incredible exercise to work with people to understand what was going on in different aspects of the organisation. So aside from the big consultation work that we were about to do, just that exercise getting deep into different aspects of the organisation was incredibly useful and in and of itself has created a whole range of materials and a much deeper understanding as to who we are as an organisation around sustainability so that's something I would recommend to anyone but I think also I was blown away by how keen a lot of our suppliers and partners were to come and talk to us lots of people said oh actually I've never done something like this before this is really really interesting we don't often get an opportunity to come and sit in a room and you know talk about what 
matters to us in this space and what our ambitions are and how we can align. And a lot of our suppliers, you know, we're really quite keen to put the sort of competitive aspects to one side and to really engage with us even through the recruitment process on some really interesting and hard-hitting issues so turning up in that room on our first morning having had this really positive experience already of people ready to engage and to get their teeth into some quite difficult issues was incredibly rewarding impressive We spent several months co-designing all the materials, all the briefings, preparing for the day. And it was very much our attention to actually participate in the discussions rather than having to moderate. As you sat in discussions around different subject matter areas, what was it like for you to soak in all this information, all the different views? I think what struck me was really how reflective everybody was in terms of the topics they were exploring. So we'd worked really hard to create a lot of sort of prompt materials to create the structure for the conversation. A lot of participants were comfortable with getting quite deep and quite reflective around a range of different areas. We'd created this scaffolding to work towards proposing projects and collaborative opportunities, but actually people would super keen right from the beginning say, well, we could work on that together, or this is a really interesting thing. And did you know that this person over here is doing that? So it was really great to see just how willing people were to give but I think also what struck me was the wealth of experience in the room we had internal colleagues from a range of different areas and we had such a broad range of different suppliers and partners the different topic areas that we were covering in that room even around a very focused set of subjects that we wanted to talk about was really wide ranging we got a lot of information from that but I think it hit home the importance of understanding your organizational strategy, what it is that you feel you are able to have the most impact over just because of the the wealth of opportunity that's presented in a situation like that, that you need to be quite clear about what it is that you'd like to achieve in order to pick the good opportunities from a wealth of options that were presented. Fantastic. Let's dwell on that point for a while. So a lot of preparation, delivery, care, curation, as you said earlier, but the proof of all this isn't really ultimately apparent until the debrief. Vicky, as we debriefed your colleagues, what was your sense of what Cambridge got out of our consultation? Pride's probably not too strong a word to use that prior to doing any kind of materiality analysis, we are focusing on the right things and it really built the confidence colleagues that yes we are working in the right areas we're doing it in the right way we got really positive feedback from our stakeholders that they were impressed with a lot of the approaches that we were taking the depth of our approach our consistency our attention to detail and our ambition so that was a really good moment I think for those teams who've been working hard to reflect regenerate in a way I was quite surprised, however, that actually during the day, although we got a wealth of information around different things that we could focus on from a topic perspective, what was actually really valuable was the reflection that we had from stakeholders around the way in which we approach things and actually their expectation from us as an organisation and as part of this University of Cambridge ecosystem. A lot of 
the the feedback that our colleagues were taking away was ways in which we collaborate how can we be consistent what does good engagement look like and what are our expectations from our suppliers about how they want to interact with us around these issues much more than oh we need to look at the greenhouse gas protocol in this specific way and have we thought about you know science-based targets for nature it was much more about the quality of our interactions rather than the, the subject matter that came across really strongly in debrief it's always fantastic to hear of this sort of consultation as something of a high point, which was really validating for colleagues and people in different teams across an organisation. It's been about three months since the consultation. What's happened so far with external stakeholders who participated and expressed such a strong desire to continue collaborating and take partnership to the next level? A range of different things where we have existing relationships around large contracts, maintenance contracts, for example. Colleagues have picked up with those stakeholders and had a rethink about what they would like their sort of next two to three years to look like. For example, around our scope one and two work, reducing all of our energy across our UK sites. We're now doing a lot of work with our contractors to look at how we can work better across Cambridge locally, connecting in with other contractors, how we can deepen some of the work that we're doing to look much more closely at risk adaptation, which was something that perhaps our contractors hadn't been aware that we were interested in. And most excitingly, they'd now set up much more regular touch points where our teams are working with teams from our suppliers just to have those regular check-ins to talk about aspects of sustainability and best practice in a much more informal environment slightly outside of the sort of the, the contract bounds which is amazing to see that they're collaborating on future planning and they've got that real sense of sort of sustainability being something that we're, we're in together and that's been echoed across a range of different areas our freight work stream also paper and print work stream which is a really big sort of material issue for us we're now working much more closely with our printing supply chain for example to look at different packaging specification that some of our competitors and peers are working on across Europe so it's just creating this kind of spider web of, of new networks and opportunities that weren't there before or perhaps our suppliers weren't aware that we were interested in exploiting and being part of. So most of the activity is broadened out into to new opportunities and new pieces of research about where we can take our sustainability efforts next. In just three months, Vicky, it sounds as if there's a tremendous new sense of momentum that's built up across the organisation with your key stakeholders. What would your key tips be to someone else in a position like yours who's wanting to do something similar around determining material issues and sustainability and engaging with stakeholders? Don't go forward with a sort of materiality plan or analysis until you've done the same kind of in-depth stakeholder engagement. The benefits that we're going to get from having done this piece of work far outweigh that initial piece of research that you can use to evidence your due diligence and something that you can publish and help build trust in your um, approach and that you're being transparent. The connections that we've built as a result of having undertaken that 
exercise and those just two half days of conversation far and beyond what we could generate just from sort of producing a piece of research sustainability is all about collaboration there is no one organization that can solve the problems that it has in this space on its own this has far and away been the most successful piece of work that we've done to help build that sense of being in it together and building the types of networks and contacts that we need to start having the influence that we want to have across our sector, across our supply chain and our partnerships. So even though the exercise in and of itself is a lot of work, it can be quite daunting, but the opportunity that we now have to to pick up the phone and talk to a whole range of experts working in a whole range of different fields across our supply chain and partnerships and networks has moved on light years since before uh, the consultation. So I would advise anybody who's thinking about what comes next for their strategy to get a really good sense of who they're working with, what are their ambitions, and how can we come together to achieve those collectively. Thank you so much for sharing your views and impressions with me a few months after your stakeholder consultations. It was a pleasure working with you then and a pleasure hearing you again today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you very much.